Welcome to MPA Pod, the Mortgage Professional Australia podcast. Hello, I'm Tracy Crisk. I'm a journalist from Mortgage Professional Australia. And my guest today is Domains Economist, Dr. Nicola Powell, who's going to be taking a look at the year that was 2023 and also talking to us about some trends that we should expect in 2024. Thank you, Nicola, for joining us today. Hi, Tracy. Look, absolute pleasure. You know, I'm, I love nothing better than discussing uh, Australia's property market. And also, I think we'll be discussing what's going to happen uh, next year. Yes, perfect. Great. I guess we'll jump in. Um, we had some challenging times with you know, interest rate rises and high cost of living. Are you surprised that property prices in 2023 seem to be so resilient? Look, I think there is certainly an element of surprise, but I think I've learned one thing about real estate is is don't be surprised by anything that occurs. You know, when I look back at 2023, you know, what we certainly saw was the market defied high interest rates. I think there was certainly this expectation that we were, or many people were expecting prices um, to continue to fall over 2023, but that's absolutely not what what occurred. And what we saw was a new property price cycle uh, began. And I think what was really highlighted over 2023 was the shortfall of housing supply. And I actually think the shortfall of housing supply runs far deeper than we uh, or anybody initially anticipated. And, you know, we've got that shortfall of housing supply. It collided with rapid population growth. We also had a very strained construction sector. And, of course, you've still got the vacancy rate uh, at a record low. It was the tightest uh, rental market that we've ever seen. And, you know, what what that meant is that we saw Australian property prices rise. And, you know, as we end the year, there are many capital cities now that have fully recovered or close to fully recovered from the 2022 downturn. And we've got many cities also at a record high, which I think for many people will be an amazing surprise given that we've seen such a shift in the cash rate. You know, we've seen uh, over the past, you know, 18 months or so, we've seen 13 rate hikes, um, which is a massive change to, to borrowing power. But we've seen prices rise, property prices rise, and we've got many cities at a record high. Yeah, people will be surprised. And some of that, the regional property sector was particularly impacted. Obviously, we had a lot of people relocating to regional areas. How's that regional property sector looking now? Yeah, so the regional markets have been incredibly resilient. Um, and what we've got is prices are at a peak. They're just over 590000 across all of those combined regionals for house prices. I think what we saw was obviously a phenomenal rate of growth uh, during the height of the pandemic. And that's because we did see more people move to regional markets, particularly southeast Queensland, which was a massive benefactor from, you know, uh, stronger demographic shifts that we saw during the pandemic. But even when you look at 2022, um, we really saw incredible resilience coming out of the regional markets. We did see a bit of the decline, but nothing compared to what we saw coming out of those major capital cities. And, you know, as I said, you know, we're ending the year now where prices are rising in those regional markets and overall across regionals, we've got a record high. Yeah, so we only just recently released our forecast uh, in terms of pricing for uh, 2024 for the entire calendar year. 
And I think, you know, the outlook, you know, there is an element of uncertainty still. You know, there is increased chatter that we could see another rate hike from the RBA early next year. I think, though, that we are of the belief that we're at a cash rate peak and the next move from the RBA is going to be downwards. But that downwards movement isn't going to occur until the very latter part of next year, you know, sometime around maybe August, it will be the earliest period, but maybe kind of maybe September time. So hitting that spring selling season period. But what that means is interest rates are going to remain higher for longer. And that is going to be painful for some mortgage holders out there, and particularly within those mortgage belt areas. And more so in Sydney, which is a much more higher priced market where you have to have greater leverage to gain access to. But overall, what we are expecting, there's lots of push-pull factors at play for 2024. And a lot of those factors that have rolled over from 2023, you know, we have got a shortfall of housing supply. We've still got strong population growth. But on the flip side, we've got interest rates remaining higher for longer. And obviously, that has impacts on borrowing capacity. Also, uh, you know, I think sentiment out there as well in terms of You know, I think when you've got a more negative sentiment around overall economic health, that can change people's decisions to purchase. But putting all that together, what our forecasts actually show is that we are expecting prices to continue to rise. We're not expecting any kind of boom time level of growth. I mean, it is slightly diverse depending upon the capital cities. But if we look across the combined capitals, we've got a forecast growth for house prices between 6 and 8% and for unit prices between 2 and 3%. It is a bit diverse across the different cities. And we are anticipating Sydney is going to lead that price growth for houses. And we've got a forecast of between 7 and 9% increase in house prices over next year. Other cities that are also leading the pack are areas like Brisbane, Perth and Adelaide. And some of those cities that are we're predicting more subdued environment for price growth is Melbourne. You know, we've only forecast between a 2 and 4% increase. So, you know, I think that really showcases actually the, the much more balanced conditions that we are anticipating coming out of the Melbourne market over 2024. Okay. I think you, you mentioned that strong price growth and also the, you know, potential for more interest rate rises. Is this going to scare some people out of the market? Are we going to see people like mum and dad investors shy away from being involved in the property sector? I think that's a really interesting angle, Tracy, because I do think that that was one of the elements that really underpinned the starting of a new price cycle over 2023. And it's actually an element of our housing market that isn't given enough light. And that is those behavioural aspects. You know, I think if somebody is anticipating that the cost of mortgage is going to continue to escalate, it can change decisions. And in the same breath, you know, if we are anticipating prices to fall, that can also deter and scare buyers away, whether they're mum and dad investors or whether you're an owner-occupier or a first-home buyer. And these actually do have heavy impacts on our housing markets. And it's one of the things that we saw underpin the pricing recovery over 2023 was a pullback in listings where people sat on the sidelines. I think that you know, when you look at 2024, you know, I, we're, we're very close or at a, a cash rate peak. And I think what we might start to see is people gaining more confidence, particularly when we get to the point where an interest rate cut 
is the much more likely scenario to play out. I think it's definitely been a challenging period for mum and dad investors particularly. You know, I think we know that mum and dad investors provide a massive bulk of rental supply. And the change in holding a mortgage has been very challenging for some. And it does mean that some investors, those mum and dad investors have been, you know, selling off their investment property. And we know that investors are much more quicker to offer an investment property than an owner-occupier. I mean, when you think about an owner-occupier, you'd, you know, you'd, you'd sell your nan, you'd sell the shirt off your back in order to, you know, and I, I joke here, but you would literally do everything in order to meet the financial obligations. It's the roof over your head. It's your primary residence. It's slightly different in the investor space, you know, and I think if the balance sheet isn't quite adding up, we've certainly seen that over particularly the latter part of 2023, where investors have started to, to sell off their home, their investment properties, I should say. And going back to that, that mum and dad factor, for young people to enter the property market, obviously there's been a lot of barriers and often they rely on the bank of mum and dad. Is that something that you're seeing weigh in a bit going, going forward? Yeah, look, I, it is challenging for first-home buyers. And I think you know, there are some of those impacts that are that we're predicting to continue to be a trend in 2024, to be a trend in 2024. And that's that flight to affordability. I think, you know, what we have seen is first-home buyers exploring new areas. And I think that that will be much more of a key trend in 2024. And I think, you know, it's that term of flight to affordability for first-home buyers We've also got to think through federal government's help to buy scheme is expected to come into place sometime next year. And that's that shared equity scheme, which gives a shared equity of up to 40% of the home. That's going to be a game changer for some first-home buyers. It's really targeted towards those lower income households. But, you know, this is a four-year program. It's meant to commence in 2024. And what that will do is actually assist many first-home buyers to gain access to the housing market. But on the flip side of that, you know, it's not going to be met with higher levels of affordable supply. I mean, we, we've got the housing accord, but housing supply takes time to come to market. And what that's likely to do is actually support pricing at the lower end. I think the flight to affordability, I think the help to buy scheme, what we'll likely see is affordable areas will be supported in terms of demand, and that means it will support price. And we're also likely to see, particularly in our larger capital cities, units are, uh, are likely to see stronger rates of growth at, the, at that lower end as well, because they're obviously much more affordable. So some light at the end of the tunnel for those people at the lower end, the price point for property. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think as well, if you look towards, you know, uh, the housing accord, and we've really got governments now focusing on supply. I think 2023 really highlighted the undersupply that we've got across Australia. You've still got the vacancy rate at 0.8%, which is a record low Australia-wide. Prices have risen. I think that with the housing accord and that North Star of 1.2 million homes over five years, it's really pleasing to actually see governments focus on housing supply. Housing supply is grossly needed, particularly affordable supply. But what we need to ensure is that supply is in the right areas where we're seeing stronger rates of population growth, but also in the areas that people actually want to, to live. Thank you for that, Nicola. I think that probably wraps it up today. I just want to say thank you so much for joining me and having a chat about the Australian property market. Absolute pleasure, Tracy. Thank you for tuning into MPA Pod. You can listen to the latest episodes on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and all major listening channels. Just search for MPA Pod.